Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition Two Planker Podcast. This is the first installment of Off Topic with Ryan Barrick, a.k.a. Ski Bum. I just started helping Ethan recently with Two Planker, kind of doing behind-the-scenes stuff. He still does a majority of everything and loves to run the podcast. But we've become very good friends lately, and I've been wanting to help him for a while. And I just love how he runs it and does it himself. But he's given me the opportunity to help him out and record podcasts of my own. I love how good Ethan is at getting the backstories on people. And the way he conducts conversation is amazing. I just realized that most of the people that he's interviewing also happen to be good friends of mine. And I've just noticed that there is so much more to these people than what we can normally fit in an hour to two hour podcast. So I started the series off topic so that you get a background and a more in-depth view of these people's lifestyle and how they think. And a lot of people are a whole lot more than what you see. And I just love to share that with you. So let's just jump right in. I'd like to welcome my very first guest on Off Topic, Owen Dahlberg, Osat Berg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How we doing? Thanks for having me, man. Stoked to stoked to be chatting. Yeah, dude, it's been a while. I didn't pop out to uh, Salt Lake very much last year. Just trying to make some money. Had some some issues with the car last year, so yeah, didn't pop out as much as I normally would like to. You were grinding for sure. But we got to catch up a little bit before the biggest premiere of the year here in Salt Lake, Magma 3. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was a crazy night. Magma child labor. The mag- magma labor. Yeah, that was... Magma labor, dude, mega biggest, premiere. Biggest night of the year. Dude, that was yeah, the biggest turnout I've ever had for a premiere. Or honestly seen in Salt Lake. Like, I think 900 people showed up. Whew. Which is sick. Almost maxed it out. All Pretty the crazy. Pacifico's gone. Yeah. Shout out Pacifico. Yeah. <laughs> All of them are gone. Goddamn, what a movie too. Magma and Child Labor, both movies were. Dude, yeah, the Child Labor video was so good. That was insane. Those guys are on one. Stoked to see where they go. Yeah, it's always it's better and better every year. But yeah, hyped to hyped to we gotta show our video with them. That was a good turnout. That was a good combination of of movies. That's what I yeah, I was talking to Garrett about that. He was like, dude, we kinda like hit the whole spectrum like you know people people who really like the child labor videos like you know like a full street head kind of thing but then there's like we bring that crowd of other people that like want to see yeah like the more like jumps and backcountry a little bit like side of things so it was like such a huge flow of people i thought was sick to see like everyone just like yeah come together for it It was good probably do it again next year (laughs) that and just like having a hall like magma three go first a hall gold medalist Olympian yeah. to go before child labor who's like kind of a cult following like yeah, pretty true. core in the, in the urban scheme for them to have the like last movie it kind of just elevates everybody and that's that's I think that's pretty sweet for the culture definitely yeah and like that's why we were hyped to do it just because yeah those guys are the best and I mean their movie was amazing so yeah. there's no it's not like no, they yeah, didn't exactly. deserve it it was awesome uh-huh. I, I was stoked to see their video no it was so good yeah. so Magma 3 the movie everybody was waiting for this year. Yeah. Right. I got the honor to meet up with you guys for the last 
last couple shots, the enders, the sunset shoot at Hood. Dude, yeah, you were our savior. <laughs> yeah. We can't thank you enough, man. Sure, all I did was pick up a shovel. <laughs> you were the one who made it happen. So, big shout out to Ski Bum for helping us fucking the last jump, the mega booter. But yeah, dude, super stoked to get this one out. The ending of the trilogy for Magma, at least, but not the end of Magma. I'll say that. We're definitely going to keep pushing and going forward with stuff, but we're ending the name for the title. Oh, that's, you guys talked about that? Yeah, that was like our big thing this year of just like, we didn't want to like, because yeah, I had a lot of people at the premiere too ask me like, where's Magma 4 coming? Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I honestly, like, I think if you work something too hard, like, it's not as good as, you know, like, you got to leave it where it's at. And I think a trilogy is a good way to end it. It's hard to one up yourself if you, yeah. if you do it every year to begin but, with. But yeah, like just the, the, the Magma movies. But like I said, Magma is like a crew like me, Hunter and A-Hall are still going to be filming and doing stuff. But as you should. Yeah, we're just going to progress and probably name the next video something different i don't even know what it's gonna name yet no, but I'm looking forward to that but yeah end of the trilogy dude it's pretty crazy yeah i'll just save the invoice for that one too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well you can just hit me with that later <laughs> a hall it's coming to you <laughs> yeah yeah we'll hit a hall with that he'll send it pacifico it'll be good no no it was it was awesome because i what was it i think i Helped with one spot or two spots on the first movie. Yeah, the hogs back and stuff. Yeah, two of the bigger ones that we did. Did I? I don't think I. Did I help with no, the second one? You guys were in Magma, Salt Lake. Yeah, Magma Two is all Utah. And nice. then yeah. yeah, and then you came back for number Trey. Poached a, a lift good. ticket T line and made it work. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking T line. <laughs> That's how it goes, though, man. You got do what you got. And we got the shovels up there. And we got the shovels. Damn. That was funny. That's awesome. But yeah, super cool that you've been a part of the first and the third. That's dude, I'm glad, I'm glad to help out, dude. I wouldn't be a part of it if it wasn't for you. Yeah, man. And it's crazy because where the fuck did we meet? Yeah, that's wild. Think. <laughs> Back when we... When what, I, when we I, each did one semester of college, right? Well, I did a whole year. You did a whole year yeah, at Steamboat? that first year. But yeah, that's where we met. Yeah, in the dorms at Steamboat. <laughs> Back in the Steam Boys days. Me and Owen happened to be across the hall, did not know each other. I just left Pennsylvania to go out to Colorado for school. Yeah. Mostly to ski, but yeah, ended up at Steamboat, and Owen was across the hall from me with a roommate named Trevor. Yeah. He was out here for the premiere. Uh-huh. Hometown homie from Durango. But he also didn't make it. He only made it one <laughs> semester, too. That was pretty funny. I was the only one who made it through a year. But... I only made a year. I had to drop out as well. So I'll know better. But that's yeah. That's, that's funny when the Steam think Boys about. were created. Yeah, it's funny to think about those days back in the dorms. That's where we met. But it's like literally, I would have never. We, I mean, we would have definitely met, but we probably wouldn't be as close as we are now. Yeah. Just like the only it was me, you, Trevor, and maybe one other kid that every weekend from Steamboat yeah, would go to Woodward or uh-huh. or Keystone. We skiing a lot. Yeah, that's probably why we didn't make it through college. Yeah, because what? <laughs> you left and then I stayed and then I kept seeing you like in Summit because you went, you moved to Summit in your RV that next. That yeah, year. so I went home, I did another yeah. two semesters of college and then, yeah, drove my Forester across the country and then. That's right. Yeah, so and I. And then I kept, then we kept linking at Hood. Yo, that's. And then that's yep. when we like really became homies. That one spring pass. 
Was that the one that where we made help Lupe with the was that Kokia video? Where he's like wake up in the woods. Yeah. That park edit we made. That was a sweet video. Yeah, that was the first like product yeah. like wasn't like that was the first behind the scenes uh, I ever saw of someone creating a ski video with like an opening yeah. like, skit to it. That was my first time too making like a skit. <laughs> that was, was awesome. It was such a fried idea. Like, <laughs> waking up in the woods naked or like in his underwear <laughs> and then finding all his gear and then into the mountain and like but honestly i was hyped on how that one turned out no that was sweet and it was like again i was behind the scenes helping like and that was, like stash his clothes in a tree or something and that me. was the freeloaders paradise so the first one well technically not that was our second steam boys video but the first of the freeloaders gotcha because the year before we that was our first year we came out and we made it was called Steam Boys, like, Volcano something. I forget the exact name. But then, yeah, that second year, though, I feel like was really when it started. The Freeloaders Paradise. <laughs> Those were sick yeah. movies. Oh, that Mad Spring Pass, too, was just so unreal. <laughs> the homies that year were just crazy. We had that crazy campsite with, like, the international campsite. Oh, with the dude, Spaniards. We can get into that. The Germans. That. Yeah. The Canadians. Us, the Americans. That was like the most wild shit. Yeah, Trillium Lake was literally a globe. Yeah, air, the airstrip. It was the first first year I had the RV. Yeah, was yeah, it? yeah. yeah. Just got the RV. You met those dudes from Spain who had a truck camper. There's three dudes from Spain who had a truck camper, and there was Germans who flew into New York and bought a bus that was for a rock, like a rock band. It was like a tour bus. Beds. Yeah. yeah, it was like a thirty foot bus or something and they toured across the United States in it and came out to Spring Pass, super cool dudes. And then I remember when Spring Pass ended, they were all had their flights already to go back and we had to help them try and sell their van or sell the bus. Yeah, I forgot they were selling it, yeah. And they kept having a flat tire or there was a tire that was leaking and we kept having to like help them pump it up, take it to somebody to get looked at and then they'd either buy it or not. But they did end up selling it before they flew back to, to Germany. Yeah, they made it. I wanted to buy that thing so bad. <laughs> but it was a piece of shit. The vlog was so cool. It's a cool van. It was a, a van with, like, I think a countertop, a couch, and then bunk beds. And there was a stripper pole in it. <laughs> I remember. I remember there was a, there was a pole in the middle. <laughs> in the middle of it. Which is crazy. <laughs> The stripper pole. God, dude, that, like, straight up, that, that, I mean, other than last year, you guys, unfortunately, I know, I spring pass last year, but. because there was a lot of skiing still in Utah, mm-hmm. but past spring pass was just sick because of the weather. Yeah, you guys and got And the lack passed. of people because of how, how many people stayed in Utah. Yeah, it seemed like there was a good crew that still went, though. But yeah. other than that... I would have to look back and that one was probably the most memorable spring pass just with the amount yeah. of foreign people that you met. Like, dude, I remember like a whole year later seeing, I think it was Torge or something, posted an article from a German ski magazine of just like how, like, I think it was just like an article of their trip and how they ended up at spring pass and with this bus and there's pictures of my RV in the middle of the woods but it was 
on a German website that I can't even read the article and whatnot. <laughs> That's crazy. But there's a picture of my house and like all of us sitting around the campfire with my yeah. TV out front watching ski videos. Yeah, that was so sick. <laughs> I know, dude. That spring fest was unreal. And we met all the Canadians and the last after spring pass ended we all went surfing and i feel like that's Dude. when me and you picked up surfing yeah i was gonna say that that trip was when it i got like i got hit with the surf bug <laughs> after that session when we had like what was it like 15 of us out there yeah i think yeah. we all we all lords. we all rented foamies and there's like 15 of us in the lineup just like getting bodies but like <laughs> that was the funnest session because i don't know the vibes were just up everyone was just getting it and like it's like spring pass didn't even end. We just yeah. moved to a different sport. But dude, yeah, that that session like made me get hooked on surfing. That was We've cool. gone on some surf trips since then. Yeah, dude, it's been so sick. Some midwinter, some, some February SoCal trips. Dude, yeah, that one was really fun. We took the RV. Just ripping the RV. <laughs> Sounding SoCal. What was that? That was after? Right after a street trip in Iowa. Or no, Illinois. Davenport. That was for Rhythm and Chaos. Yeah, Rhythm and Chaos. Nice. We just got back from that street trip, and then we're like, let's go surf. <laughs> the best move ever. Yeah, because I think we had, like, a couple weeks before we were planning on going on another trip. And exactly. Yeah. Well, we were going to take the van. Oh, I know. The van kicked out on me. And then the day before, the radiator blew up. Or the yeah. morning of. That was the night before. Night because before. I was like... I remember thinking that night because it was just no. Because I remember driver. telling you, I was like, you said time it, you yeah. started it." And I was like, "Fuck, you're probably right. I should go start it." I start it, then all of a sudden, shit starts smoking, and all then the the belt or something blew up, like ripped out, dude. That was bad. Vehicles, man. I know. R.I.P. <laughs> to that van. There's a lot of history behind that van. Yeah. But yeah, we ended up just ripping the RV to San Diego. Catching some good waves. It was, I think it was earlier mid February. That was my first time surfing SoCal. Yeah, we got pretty lucky with waves down there. That yeah, time. No, was, I mean, we're not, we're no professional surfers, so that was good enough. But yeah, it was good enough. <laughs> that shit was sick. And then where did we go surf? We went to Cabo too. I mean, yeah, we did, the, we, no, yeah. we did that whole surf trip during COVID. Dude, yeah, that was pre before yeah this during, was before yeah. rhythm and chaos this was yeah yeah this was probably the only other surf trip i've been on with you after that spring pass yeah that we surfed yeah exactly because then that was also like the right like let's go fucking surf trip surf and skate take yeah, the that was crazy you guys left from yeah San, we left from salt lake drove straight to san diego and then just drove just took the one the pacific 101 all the way up to Oregon. Shout and out you. Yep. Shout out Mikey Vogel. Mikey Vogel. Ahol. Lupe. Lupe. Yeah, that was the crew. That was dude. That was such a wild trip because it was middle of COVID. I know. I I think back <laughs> on that trip and I'm like, it, I it, I'd always like, I'm like, dang, dude, we were so lucky that we like. I don't know. It was crazy <laughs> that we did it during COVID, but it was also worked out so well because everything was like shut down almost and like i feel like if we tried to do that same trip nowadays we would like be getting kicked out of spots you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. there was we something slept in some, we slept in some yeah, just right off the road right along the 101 anywhere and like do <laughs> that and i feel like because it was that timing of the year with that shit like it just worked out so well and yeah that was so crazy seeing 
seeing it's something new every day. Yeah, I think I met up with you guys, Sand Dollar Beach. Yeah, that's I where came you met straight up from Portland. I was like, screw yeah. it. I think I just got a paper map, and I was like, for some reason, was like, oh, I'm not gonna use GPS. I'm just gonna find these guys with a map, and somehow I figured it out. That, uh, that was so sick how you just met up with <laughs> And then we we went north. That was dude. That was yeah. yeah and then we stayed the big the in the big sur. Stay yeah. on the side of the road, and then remember that spot in Humboldt, yeah, right on the side of the river. We just like drove down this riverbed. It was just like crazy, like V cut in the sky of just pine trees and big redwood trees, and the stars were out. It was amazing, and we all had a little bit of fun that night, and just like had a little fire. And I think we woke up the next morning, and some dude was driving down. He's like. You guys camped here last night? Yeah, we were like, leaving. Yeah. We were yeah. leaving, and this guy drove in and was like, you camp here? We are like, yeah. And he's like, man, I've tried to camp here so many times and, like, got kicked out. Like, what? Like, we're like, exactly. Like, dude, we were just getting so lucky. <laughs> yeah, because you had the van. They all had his outback, and then yeah. I had the big rig. Yeah, I can't believe you drove your RV down there. That was crazy. <laughs> that was a little sketchy, but dude. she goes. Yeah, you know how to whip that thing. I'll <laughs> never forget watching you drive that thing through downtown San Francisco. <laughs> Ski bums ripping his, what, how long is it? 13? 28. 28 feet. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, 28 foot long RV through downtown San Fran trying to find a parking spot, dude. For the skate park. For the yeah. skate, yeah. But like, I could, I was like, yo, this guy is insane. <laughs> But you we did it. You did it, man. You made I it. it. I think it took just going around the block, I think, once or twice. But yeah, and then you found that one. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> so yeah, dude, you know how to whip that thing. Took her across cool. the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. God damn, on. I know. It's cool to think back on those trips. It's been sick, dude. Gotta do some more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some stuff in the works. For sure. And then the next big surf trip was Cabo. Yeah, and then we went to Cabo, that's right. That was, that was after Spring Pass? Yeah, right after Spring Pass. That was, we had a deviation team Paul. shoot. Yeah, we did the team shoot, a hood. It was rainy that year, super rainy. Yeah, that was a shitty year. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, I don't know, it was still fun. But yeah, not good weather. And yeah. June. Went to no, Cabo. I think it would have been, I think we missed the last day of Spring Pass or something, and we just dipped to Cabo. We did, yeah. I think it was something like that. And then we were down there for three weeks. Yeah, three weeks at the beginning of June. Lupe showed us around. He was wait. Yeah, he was down. Yeah, he there was down there for a couple months, then came back for the team shoot. And yeah, because he flew in for the team shoot. Yeah, but he drove down there with his ex girlfriend. That was sick because we had we had a van down there, and then we had a rental car, and yep. we rented a place as well just to be able to post our stuff up. Yeah, Cerritos Beach. But I know I don't think I'm ever gonna pre-purchase a place for the whole trip because we ended up sleeping on the beach for six days yeah. and honestly that was that's like the move i still have the sunrise at nine palms on my my screensaver on my phone yeah dude there's nothing beats <laughs> sleeping in a tent on the beach and waking up at, yeah before the sun <laughs> even tent. rises and then just grabbing your surfboard and just jumping in the water and then watching the sunrise it's like the most i think i only had a tent thing. like the last night when my girlfriend at the time oh that's right out. you didn't even i have a just had a umbrella above me and i slept on my surfboard bag yep, in the open right. 
And then we bought those air mattresses. Yeah, we thought we were like, oh, let's ball out. We <laughs> yeah, some $13 we bought, air mattresses. Yeah, I got the air mattresses, which were a game changer. <laughs> yeah, dude, Cabo was crazy. I never realized how, like, hot it that was. was your f- yeah, yeah, midday was <laughs> insanely hot. That was your first time surfing without a wetsuit, right? Yeah, yeah, that too, which was so nice. Yeah, I think I remember going out in my 3-2 just because I was used to Oregon. And That's I think sick. I caught like one wave and I was like, dude, I've never been so warm in my yeah, life. Yeah, right it's now. insane. Oh, but it's so nice. Like, it makes it so comfy. Yeah. I don't, even though, like, I do enjoy surfing with wetsuit, like, I like cold water, but something about, yeah, just being out there in shorts, barefoot. Like, so, what was it? Cabo was, what, two, three summers ago? Dude, I think we're, yeah, it's at three least summers? three. Because when was that? That was. Dang, that's crazy. 2021. Yeah, so it's 20. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it would have been. Yeah, it's three years and a couple months. Yeah, three years. Damn. That feels like a year and a half ago. <laughs> no, dude, I think we're, we're due for another one. Yeah, because what you've been. You went to SoCal recently because you picked up a board. Like, you went before that too after shaping your own board. How's that? You still you still have the. Yeah, the garage was, set up shaping boards at all? Sadly, our garage is filled with a pool table now. <laughs> so I had to take down my shaping bay, oh. sadly. So that's why I haven't shaped another one. Gotcha. So, yeah. I still have all the shit, and yeah, I want to. It's that was such a cool process. And then, yeah, like taking it to Oregon that summer and getting it glassed and surfing it all summer was so fun. I really want to shape another board. But it's also cool just to buy other shapers boards. Yeah. It's something I've been getting really into. Just like, it's crazy with surfing how different each board can be and can change how you surf a wave and how a wave is surfed. And depending on which wave you want a different board, you know, it's like, yeah. it's so yeah. cool the different like things and channel bottoms, fin setups, like it's endless. It's so cool. So it's sick to like dabble into that of like just boards. Just surfboards. So it's what your most recent board is a twin fin. Yeah, I bought, yeah, mid length, like seven four twin fin with a two channel bottom right by the tail of the twin fin. And it's a diamond tail too, so it's like kinda of stubbier. But like, dude, the funnest board I've ever ridden, just like crazy fast and like turns on a dime, like it's so wild. I never knew like a board could feel like that, but it does. Nice. You gotta try it. No, it's I've insane. Been, I've been trying to look at boards. I've just been freaking. Some of them are so expensive. But I know. It's kind of about addiction. I need to get it. something other than my seven six and the the Hobie that I got off a haul when it broke. On yeah. That Corona trip. Dude, yeah, you should like. I haven't used that six two very much, but I caught the biggest wave of my life on yeah. that board. Shout out to Todd because it was a party wave and it was the first wave of the day. That's insane. <laughs> that was a good day. Party <laughs> waves all day, dude. That's so sick. All right, let's get back on topic a little bit. Yeah. I'm so down to talk your ear off about anything because Ethan's already done some podcasts with you about mm-hmm. magma and some other videos and also a pretty in depth of where you grew up and all that so if you haven't checked that out i suggest looking back into the archive of two planker and doing that so we have the hobby of surfing 
that's like the opposite weather and everything from skiing, which yeah. is what everybody knows you for and where we met and how yeah. all that worked out. It's pretty much what my life has revolved around <laughs> skiing. But yeah. It started out though, I was looking through your Instagram earlier, just I've known you forever, but if I could get any more detail on you just for this podcast, this is the first one I've ever run. You started out with photography. Yeah, that was kind of like what I like when I first picked up a camera at least when I was super young. I like made some yeah, I made some bullshit videos with my friends, but yeah, I was like kind of more into photography than filming. Or at least that's where I thought I was gonna when I was younger, I was just like more into it. But then once I moved to Steamboat, I really started making videos and then fell in love with like filming. But yeah, photography, it's super cool. I was wanna, it more like like film stuff or no i was or like did like prior just i my parents bought me or they get gifted me a, a canon 7d and i just started messing around with that and that's a super solid camera i think I one of the, one of the dope it. pictures i saw that was one of your earliest was mountain biking i actually know that you're pretty into mountain biking as yeah, well yeah growing up from durango it's just like a huge bike town like the place breeds bikers it's insane and yeah, I was just always like growing up around it and was really into mountain biking when I was younger. And then that, yeah, progressed of just like, oh, I want to make a mountain bike video. So made like one of the first videos I made was a mountain bike video. And then, yeah, I shot a bunch of photos of just messing around with friends. And yeah, honestly, just like those days, I was just like messing around trying to figure out how to even use a camera, <laughs> which was such a process. But it's cool that like now it's like such a second nature to me. Yeah. But yeah, it's been fun, man. Like the last like year, I've been getting back into photography a lot. I've been trying to at least more of just like. Cause you got all those freaking cameras, re- like. Yeah, and, I just yeah, remember I mean, the past couple of years you've just been getting gifted or like been searching yeah, out certain old stuff. I love old. I've been getting really into film. Yeah, I shot a bunch of thirty-five mil stuff and. Yeah, just got got gifted all these old cameras from my grandpa that he used to use back in the day, and which was really cool to mess around with. And like, it's like something I've also been getting into, just like dabbling with older cameras and seeing. Yeah, shooting film I think is a really good thing to know and have that knowledge of, just because it is like the basis of every of like photography and filming. You know, like before digital age, it was all film, so it's like you can like have that knowledge i think it can translate over like really well into the digital side and it's just like good knowledge to have and yeah, it's fun yeah it's like shooting film you know, you no, never know dude, when get. we go on trips and like yeah i know so you sick. love skiing and love that like love the sport itself and you can get some clips yourself but mm-hmm. i i can tell you really like to be behind the camera yeah honestly like i and capture moments enjoy it more almost sometimes than actually yes yeah, <laughs> you get that dude like it's like the same thing like you know you land a crazy trick like when i like lace a good shot dude i get this high where i'm like so jazzed where i'm like yes you know like it's funny i'm like a weirdo about it but that's probably why I'd like i'd like it so much because like, i don't know it does bring me that joy Oh yeah, dude. When, like, when we pull up the spots, I yeah. can I can see you already. I like you walk over to a certain spot. Right. You know, you put the little like square up on your face and see where <laughs> yeah. what what's gonna be in the shot or not. And it's like it's cool. Yeah. Because over the years, I've just it. seen it. You just get better and better at it, and it's just like we go to a spot and Owen's in a spot. He's got a second angle set up on the tripod. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. It's super sick. Yeah, it's been such a fun process and. 
that's so cool just uh, always learning and trying to improve I was gonna say for the most part I know you've researched and obviously learned a bunch but for the most part you were self-taught dude yeah because when I went to Steamboat for college I never I only thought about going to film school but then but when I was going when I was like yeah when I graduated I wasn't like super into filming back then and then went to Steamboat and was going to school for ski and snowboard business degree. Same. Yeah, yeah, we were doing that same thing, which is like the classic like ski bum business degree that everyone goes for. But it was a sick like course. But but that first year when I moved to Steamboat was really when I started falling in love with shooting because I was like I met up with you and just all the other homies and. Steamboat, yeah, Mikey, Robbie, Robbie, and then like started filming more, and then was like, damn, and then honestly, it hit me the most when I failed math. (laughs) I failed math that year, yeah, and then I was like, dude, this school shit sucks. And then I was like, fuck, I just maybe I should just like start filming a bunch and try to do that, and then I just went for it, and yeah, now now we're here. That's crazy. Yeah, it's all I self-taught, dude. Yeah. Never no, dude, it's so impressive. And I've seen it grow. Obviously, we went to that was six, seven years ago. And to see the movies and stuff you're putting out now, dude, it's fucking sick. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Recently, I let the Magma premiere this last weekend. Um, this kid came up to me and was like, yo, dude, I'm such a big fan. Like, how did you start? Like, I'm about to go to film school. Like, I'm so stoked to, like, learn. All, like, And I was just like, yeah, like, that's sick, man. Like, good, like, going to school is dope, but, like, I, you don't have to like you just got to do it and yeah just, so you're just like, really? yeah and it's like situations. I think, yeah a lot of people like forget of like you can teach yourself anything you want with the internet like dude you look anything up on YouTube and someone's gonna have a tutorial video yeah. about it. especially with can yeah and like especially with filming and stuff it's all just about yeah what you what you film and your experience with it so it's like I'm kind I'm pretty glad I never chose the route of going to film school because cookie cutter yeah and also too I just think it would have taken a lot of a lot more time out of like these early years that I did get all my experience from from just and meeting go, people yeah and meeting people and just like going out and shooting and like I don't think like I would have I would have been like you know five years behind of like my experience level if I did go to film school which would have put me back you know so like I'm super glad I just like had the perseverance and drive just to like teach myself and then just like go out and like experiment with my friends and then the dedication to sit behind the screen yeah exactly that's all it, that's all it takes dude and anyone could do it but that's literally all it takes the that's amount just, of times i've been over to owen's house yeah. and i walk in the door and i'm like owen oh he's back in his man cave my little <laughs> dungeon dude lock myself away <laughs> dude that room is produced some of the best <laughs> <key> <laughs> stuff yeah, this generation probably, for sure yeah I like this chair I've had for so long in there and I think I'm like damn I've sat in this chair for so <laughs> many videos like you know it's crazy to think about yeah just in that do room do you ever sit down and think just like cause you have the first magma of new schoolers award ski you have your due tour um, yeah. media act like you have all this cool memorabilia of just like over the years and it's just mm-hmm. like this one computer I mean, I'm sure you've gone through some computers and hard drives for sure, but, yeah. like, this one area, you just sit down and fucking make magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, oh, it's so nice having, like, a nice desk. Yeah, and I love that little room. And then I got my, like, 
Mount Hood shrine. I have like this Mount Hood, like I have like five or six photos of Mount Hood that one, my good friend Christian Ragu shot, and then all these other drawings, my other good friend Gavin Rudy shot, or Drew. So yeah, I have like a little Mount Hood shrine in there and stuff. <laughs> Give me some inspiration. The place is magic, man. The place is magic. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I do. I owe everything to Mount Hood, man. <laughs> that place is magic. I feel like a lot of us do, man. Yeah. That 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 first spring pass and everything absolutely changed my exactly. life. Exactly. It can change your life for sure. Because that's place. another thing where you got into like a little bit bigger with filming or just getting your name out there was all the Wendell's edits. Yeah, that was like honestly my like kickstart and the kick it in the gear kind of thing for filming. Like, because I did like a summer as an intern for Woodward at Copper prior, but then once I got that Wendell's job, it just was full gear. It's not quite the same as the lane. The lane is so busy. Yeah, but yeah, I've met so many people. And I, dude, honestly, if I didn't take that job, Magma probably would have never been a thing because that was also the summer I met Hunter and A Hall. And I don't think if I if I didn't meet Hunter that summer, he probably either he would have found some someone else to film it, or he just wouldn't have had that idea. I don't know. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. I think about that sometimes. Like if I didn't, like Wendell's created Magma pretty much because it brought us together, and then I met him and made a good connection, and then yeah just escalated into that. I think I remember you just telling me because I think you got me. That was. Before I got involved with coaching at Wendell's, I think you got me a lift ticket like one or two days to come because yeah, you were just you filming. Up, yeah. So you got me a lift ticket and I got some shots. But I just remember you telling me, like we were hanging down at the Ark, and you were just like, dude, the amount of times I pushed the record button this summer. <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. I was filming like three to 500 clips a day. I would have to label them that night. Yeah, so like literally, you'll just I'll label three to five hundred clips every day, label them, and then do the same thing the next day. That was insane. That's that's exactly where I fall. I'm. But that's I'm, how I'm I got that. so good because yeah, I just was filming so much that summer. Yeah, I'm nowhere near. I can't compare myself wise, but I do like being behind the camera every now and then. It's fun, but the hardest yeah. part is going through every single clip and yeah. then staying organized, dude. How organized you are, just like where you find clips. Because the amount of projects that you work on in one year, yeah. you have all these clips in different folders. Then you sit down in front of your computer, and it's crazy the memory you have to be like, no, I have this. I remember this one crazy shot of this bird flying or this bubble yeah, floating yeah. above the sunset at hood <laughs> that goes like for a quick half second in a video, and it's right. like, dude, I could like like organize everything, but to put it all into a video. The way you do is freaking unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, dude. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. I'm definitely a nerd about it. That's apparent, dude, because you've done this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, staying organized, like staying on top of organizing your shots is a huge thing to be good at because, like, if you don't, dude, it just turns into hell where you're like, yeah, I'm trying to find this clip, but then you can't find it, and then you're like, where did we put it? And then you start losing footage, and then it's like, such a mess so it's like yeah and honestly Wendell's I think is what taught me so much about like just having to do everything I mean the label yeah like in staying on top of labeling it just makes your life so like it sucks in the moment when you're like yeah you're tired from skiing you don't want to label clips so then if you just knock it out and get it out of the way it's like just 
creates such a less headache and then you just yeah you thank yourself later and it also helps that Wendell's that for the most part you know you're filming you're filming campers and stuff but you're also filming some of the top pros so it's like the shit you do get is really cool and it is interesting to like sit I remember sitting down with everybody and going through the clips and just mm-hmm. seeing, just being like whoa because the lane is so busy and it's they pretty big so it's like you yeah. don't see everything so that you get a, a clip from someone else's camera and you're like whoa homie yeah. did that yeah it's, it was insane how much crazy shit down went down every day up there that summer in general because i always did last summer the recaps and then yeah after i was that, just about dude, to ask you well after that summer they stopped making the recaps which bummed me out so hard because like yeah. That was like my favorite. Like growing up, dude, I like lived off of those Windows recaps. Like they got me so hyped. Like Jake Strassman, who made all the OG ones and stuff, like literally formed a generation of skiers around those videos, which is like, like you know, like it's so sick. And like, yeah, I feel like they don't, they didn't realize how important those recaps were to just skiing in general like yeah because like nowadays like that's, it's what instagram it's, it's helped just, kind of destroy that because oh yeah that was like, because that's what they wanted to push more was their instagram bullshit which pissed me off <laughs> i hate that but yeah it sucks how that we'll get into the hot like, takes later i know i got a lot of hot takes about <laughs> you you know instagram. the one i got written down <laughs> yeah, but yeah pretty crazy that they ended it and then yeah wendell's kind of just started going downhill from there did you film the year after that then as well? No, because they I was gonna because I had like the best summer of my life and I was like, yeah, I'm doing this again for sure. And then they told me like right before I like that I remember they were like talking to me about like, oh, are you coming back? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, what's the plan? And then they're like, yeah, so we're not doing recaps this summer. Like, you're just gonna be making Instagram videos. And I was like, I'm not like I quit. Like, I'm not. Doing that. <laughs> yeah, I already know. Yeah, I was like, stuff. you guys like can't pay me enough that like. Like, yeah, it would still be fine because obviously you get a free summer pass and you get to be on Mount Hood and stuff, but I just, dude, like, it just couldn't... We're ski bums, man. We got to work. Yeah, we got to make really, money in the summer. Know. I value the videos I make so much, too, where it's like, I'm not just going to, like, sell myself out just to make, like, TikToks or Instagram reels. Like, it's, it's not worth it to me. I'd rather, like, not get paid and make something I'm hyped on than get paid to make bullshit-ass content, you know? There's a reason why everybody sits down and watches these freaking videos you make. Yeah. There's a reason. I hope so. It, <laughs> it, make, it brings me joy, so I hope, like, it brings everyone else No, dude, you have, you have a cult following. I had a kid recently who uh, messaged me through Instagram who's been hearing just, like, Ethan running podcasts in the RV at Hood and Mammoth yeah. and stuff, and he's just like, Yo, I grew up with Owen. Like, how do you know Owen? I was like, man, like he's one of my best friends right now. He's like, yo, I, I like grew up with him back in Durango. And I was like, he's like started. He's like, if you ever need a spot for an urban trip, dude, you like. I was like, I appreciate that, man. That's a friend so of funny. Owen is a friend of mine for That's sure. Like, <laughs> but no, I've definitely had had people. That's like, crazy, man. It's I never thought I would like. I don't know. No, we knew it, dude. I never thought like kids would be like, I don't know, I just make videos, dude. And <laughs> some of these kids I are just like, make yeah. videos. Dude, it's art. It's, <laughs> you, like, you can put it in a simple term of making a video. But dude, it is it is art. It is art. There's it's nothing shy of art. Well, I appreciate that, man. I do put a lot of a lot of thought and time into these, so it means a lot to hear that people are stoked on them. I mean, makes, I mean, makes you, me. You basically it. made my skiing career. <laughs> you basically made my skiing. You're. I'm. 
I'm only in the Steam Boys because I befriended you very well. Yeah. Mikey, obviously, I befriended him and Vogel and all the other dudes. But like, ninety percent of my ski stuff is from you. I guess I'll get the occasional iPhone clips and stuff. But yeah. most of the shit that I like or I like to watch of myself is filmed by you because you just got that eye. Dude, don't do it. And I'm it's sure it's my mean... pleasure to film with you, man. I love filming with everyone. <laughs> it's the best. And honestly, like, I have everyone to thank because, man, if I didn't have you guys to film, like, I wouldn't, what, I'm going to make fucking videos of birds or something? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see that, so. Honestly, like, though? I need my athletes as much as you guys need me. You a know, bird so. watching video by Osa <laughs> yeah. Bird would probably still you be know, pretty damn could, good. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably make a pretty cool bird video, I'm not gonna lie, but still, nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> so yeah, I have to shout out to everyone who let me point a camera at them, and you know, big, honestly, big, biggest shout out to like the Steam Boys, and like, because honestly, I wasn't even the creator of Steam Boys, like, I joined as just a, a recruit, like Mikey and Vogel and our other buddy Oscar were the founding fathers of Steam Boys, so... If those guys didn't like create this crew where they allowed me to come in and just be a homie and start making videos with them, like I don't think I would have been able give that crew a portal to the world. Dude, yeah, like, but yeah, they they gave me everything, so I only have them to thank for where I'm at. Big shout out to all those guys. It's cool to see. Damn, where do we go from there, dude? <laughs> where do we go from there? We can get into some van life stuff because I know you did that a summer, and I know you. No, you did. You've done more. I mean, you did one whole summer, like one full summer, actually living out of the van. But I've done so many long trips, trips where it's like, yeah, you're living out of the van. Yeah. But yeah, but you're back, I, you always go back to the house. Yeah, I'm always. I'm always a house <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's nice to have a shower and laundry machine sometimes. <laughs> 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 this is the one thing that like I love van life and I love being on the road but fuck dude having a nice shower that beats everything <laughs> the, the, the older I get dude the more I'm, I, I realize you're that. starting to realize it too yeah it's, it only really kicked me in the butt come, like this injury yeah true because you were just stuck in the RV and then well it's kind of chill because I have a broken foot. You don't have to walk. Forward. Everything's five yeah, feet from me. You can just like boom, boom. It's yeah. just like if shit breaks or logistically moving sh stuff around that weighs anything. It was just yeah, it's just a little much. So yeah, I've been mm -hmm. looking at trying to get a place in Salt Lake, but there's other reasons for that. Yeah. Know, like I just want to be around my friends again. Traveling yeah. six years solo. We need you, it's man. It's been amazing, but I we also want to be around my friends a good bit. Yeah, dude. I'm stoked you're here. I am too. But I'm stoked to be catching up with you. This has been this has been dope. Yeah, dude. Always a pleasure. Any other we can get back into the winter because some big things are coming, but also you were just in a foreign country. This past winter I got invited to go to Slush Cup. And that was unreal. Went to yeah, Andorra, France or Spain. Andorra, Spain. To the, the Henrik Harlow super park that place is unreal but yeah did that dude and then got stuck in barcelona for two weeks 
<laughs> which was unreal on it. And then after that, we went to Jib League. So that was like a super crazy year. Damn, so yeah, you've already gotten a taste of Yeah, so I did that last winter. But then, yeah, I got to go. I had the opportunity to go to New Zealand this uh, this fall in September with the U.S. ski team, which was really cool. How's New Zealand? New Zealand's unreal. I think I could live there forever. <laughs> I honestly did not want to even come back. It's such like a, it's just like a better America. Or like, I don't know, dude, it's crazy. It's like everything's just like, they have it so dialed down there. There's like no world problems in New Zealand. Like they're all like, they have their trash taken care of. There's no like political, like, I don't know. They just have everything so dialed. Everyone's friendly. There's the food's not too many amazing. To argue. Yeah, there's not too many people. Like, there's no like. There's a couple big cities, but nothing like super crazy. I don't know. It just seems like they have it so dialed down there, and everyone's so nice, and the country is beautiful. It's just unreal. Like, it could be one like one side of the island, and it's just like rolling grass hills. Like you're in the windows wallpaper. Like the windows. <laughs> like that's what it that made me think of. Like that OG. <laughs> windows um wallpaper with the rolling grass hills like that's what it looks like and then there's just like sheep everywhere but then you start mountains yeah but then you yeah you go to the west side of the island and it's just like jurassic park like crazy drag like jagged mountains cliff sides up to right up to the ocean and unreal blue water like blue green water it's just beautiful what were the what were the mountains like like was it a couple lifts to get up to where you guys were, were yeah shredding? so we were shredding cadrona which is like kind of the bigger resort at least on the south island um and yeah you drive dude it was kind of a crazy commute up there like you have to drive it's like a 40 minute drive from we were staying in wanaka which is a town 30 40 minutes from the resort and then you drive up this gnarly dirt road. It's crazy. It's this two-lane dirt road, and it's all, yeah, it's all dirt, and it's, like, dude, like, 45-degree pitch, like, crazy steep dirt road. And I'm like, yo, this is gnarly. And then, yeah, you get up there, and it's just nothing. It's just, like, all there is is just, like, one big main lodge, and then, yeah, like, a bunch of lifts that, like, kind of go out and, like, explore the mountain. But there's not, like... It's pretty cool resort because there's not like a ton of like condos and like you know like um, you go to any yeah like you go to any resort in America and there's just condos everywhere hotel you know it's such like a whole thing but then yeah New Zealand literally was just like one lodge with like a food you know food and shit and like a ticket office and that was it like nothing else up there which was so cool because it just kept it like raw and untouched and like just felt yeah like what skiing actually is of just like natural yeah not this big tourist trap you know so it was like really cool to see that and like i don't know they're just like so dialed and yeah the mountains are pretty crazy like everything's like above tree line so it's like super yeah like high alpine kind of windblown craziness but really cool terrain rolly and this yeah it's so sick i'm jealous yeah i would highly recommend it to anybody if you have the chance to go to new zealand definitely take that up because it was really sick and honestly like my favorite part about the trip though was going to the coast (laughs) you guys went surfing yeah (laughs) we had yeah we went down there for three weeks and i was just with yeah the u.s ski team has like a training camp and i was just with them like doing some filming but we had there was like a crazy amount of off days this year because the weather was so bad 
like the mountain was closed like for like a week because of just um there's like 80 mile per hour winds at the mountain which is yeah you can't even run the list so we gotta go yeah we gotta go to the coast a bunch and gotta go surfing it was so sick and like <laughs> gotta go to the east yeah the east side and the west side of the island which was really cool to like just see the difference of it and surf on each side and like how different it is yeah east island. and west on that that place is yeah what, an hour or a couple hours it's, drive? it's like a four hour difference it's crazy yeah. it's crazy how skinny yep. new zealand is but yeah you can go from one side to the other side like in a day i remember it's thinking like, that when we went to cabo uh-huh. when we were in the plane right you could see the water on each side yeah, it's crazy how like, skinny it is. yeah it's yeah kind of like that but yeah super super cold water but I don't know. Just so really, you guys did rent some wetsuits? I brought mine down oh, there. So you, you I can't, fully intended to go yeah. to Well, A-Hall was like, he was like, <laughs> we'll get like one off day. Like, bring your suit. Like, it'll be worth it. You know, because then I don't have to rent one. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to bring my suit. Like, I'm trying to serve for sure. But then, yeah, I didn't realize that we were going to have like a whole week off. So that was really good that I brought it. And I was stoked because, yeah, it was nice and warm because I have like the 543 with a hood. And it's cold out there, like colder than Oregon. Really? Yeah, dude, like you want gloves and booties for sure, because like you, it's freezing. But it's kind of sick. I love the cold. That's because it's just that far south. Like, yeah, dude. Like if you think like, southern hemisphere, it's dude. It's like the closest island to Antarctica. True. True. So I didn't like, think about it like that. Yeah. And I was really bummed, but apparently penguins will swim over from Antarctica. And like to New Zealand, and like wash up on shore, and like chill for a little bit, and then like keep like making their like whatever their travel. But like I was trying so hard, we we're like we gotta find the penguins, dude. Like we gotta find them. But like and- the amount of money I would pay for a video <laughs> waddling behind the penguins. Yeah. Well, I just kept thinking like surfs up, dude. We gotta find the oh, penguins. Like the best movie ever made. Yeah, the best movie ever made. So, but fuck, never found the penguins, sadly. But. <laughs> saw a lot of other crazy wildlife mac forehand almost got attacked by a, a seal in the like surfing yeah out, so like there's like a bunch of seals out there like a shit ton of them but they're all like i don't know i never like felt like sketched I believe by seals are for the most part friendly yeah no there's pretty the sea lions are the ones yes. the ones with the big tusks those yeah. ones are the kind of the sketchy ones i guess but regular seals are pretty friendly for the most part but yeah, Matt, this is what Mac says. I didn't see it happen, but we were out surfing, you know, and then Mac caught a wave in, so he was kind of on the inside. And apparently, like, he popped up and, like, grabbed his board, and then right in front of him, like, five feet in front of him, a seal just, like, popped up and, like, staring him dead in the eyes. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, shit. And then apparently it, like, started, like, charging at him. Oh. So he grabs his board and is, like, about to like try to like, like defend like himself. defend himself with his board apparently and then I don't know the the a wave crashed and then the like the the seal like disappeared swam away but yeah Mac was like came paddling out and was like holy shit dude I almost got eaten by a seal I was like freaking out and I was like yo that's funny that would be a like, pretty funny story coming so from Mac funny. <laughs> and it was really cool too there was another really cool day where like yeah I was like. The, the, uh, the mountain was closed and there's like the one place in the, it's called the Nita and it's like the, one of the main cities on the South Island that's where we went surfing but everybody came surfing that day so we were in the lineup and there was like 
the lineup was just full of skiers. There's like 20 of us. Wow. Yeah. It was just like a cool feeling of like looking down the lineup and being like, I saw him at the mountain, you know, <laughs> like everybody was a skier or like yeah. a boarder. And so it was just all of us like kooking out like crazy yeah. hard and none of us knew how to surf yeah. that well. And like, but it was just cool to like be like, damn, like everyone's getting it today. Yeah. That, that I don't, I can relate the first time I ever hung out with Will West and then started surfing with him on the Oregon coast and just being like, yeah, I grew up watching videos of this and dude my whole fucking him. life. Yeah, and now I'm arguably better at another sport than him. Yeah, <laughs> dude, Will's sick at surfing. No, he is. He is. I well, yeah, I'm no, much, I'm not good I, either. But I it's just like to watch this guy who you're just like mental street segments every year, right? And then you meet him surfing, which is never in my mind would I ever thought that. And then to go out and be like, no, he is a normal person, but he's just psycho when it comes to skiing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so cool. To, like, I had that same thought, too, one time surfing with him. And just being like, I never would have thought when I was, like, 13, I would be, like, surfing with Will Wesson. Like, <laughs> but he's such a homie, and that was so, so fun getting to know him and, like, surf a bunch with him. It's sick. It's sick to see, like, more skiers, too, like, getting into surfing. Because I think yeah. it's, like... Lupe's gotten nuts Yeah, Lupe's sick. insane, dude. Like He's, he's honestly got us, got us surfing, though, because if you're ever on a surf trip with Lupe... Seven in the morning comes around. If the waves are good, everybody's up and we're going surfing, yeah. which is awesome because it some of nice those mornings those, are worth yeah. it when you have someone that's just like willing to push, push everybody. It, yeah, because it's like you gotta get early bird gets the worm for sure. Yeah. There's definitely days when we're going out at like nine or ten, and everybody's like, "You guys missed, just missed it." <laughs> I hate hearing that. It's like <laughs> should have got up earlier. Yeah, should have got up an hour ago. Like, fuck. like a hall also is so good at surfing. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Like Colby, Colby um, was really good at surfing. Finn Bullis, like there's so many handful of skiers that are really good at surfing. It's pretty cool to see. Let's get back into some skiing and let's talk about more current events and what's coming this winter. Because I know you always have something you're cooking up on the computer with a bunch of friends, always out there shooting. I remember before we went to the Magma premiere, you brought up the magazine you were working on. Yeah, dude, super excited. I don't know, it's something I've been wanting to do for a while. I've just been thinking about like how much like magazines influenced me when I was younger, like getting into skiing, and there's like nothing like that anymore nowadays. Like, like the old freeze and yeah, stuff like, like that. Well, I was like really into like when free skier was like popping. Yeah, that was kind of like my era at least, and I like. I used to just like collect them and get so stoked, but yeah, there's like free skiers like not the same anymore, and there's like not really anything like that. So I don't know. I wanted to try making something that I don't know. At least I was stoked on other people. So yeah, I started making one. This first issue is gonna be 100 pages. Nothing crazy, but I'm really stoked on it. 100 pages, nothing crazy, dude. That's that's amazing. <laughs> I know it sounds like a lot, but then you see it and it's like. It's like, you know, it's not super thick, but it's like enough enough where you're like you're like, oh word, like it's a very respectable magazine. It's not a right book. There. It's not a book, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's a mag, you know. There's some good stuff in it. But yeah, super stoked on I just reached out to a bunch of different people to send me photos because I shot a handful of stuff last year, but yeah, not a ton and I was crazy how many people were down just to like give me their photos to use, which was really cool. So I think I have like a pretty good plethora of like it's mainly all street photos. So yeah, it's like kind of this first issue is just all street skiing, which is pretty cool though. 
but yeah, it just goes like into a lot of different. Who gave crews. you? Who gave you some some photos? Who's um, on? like name off some names like um R two from Foray, uh, like Sweet. the Foray filmer. He sent me a bunch of really good photos, and then we're doing. I'm doing a a, a blurb about the Vexed crew here Sweet. from here in Salt Lake, like Adam and uh, Casey. They sent me a bunch of really good photos, and then wrote me a little story about their winter and um struggles with filming and they had like this old van that broke down while they're on a street trip and they had to like rent a u-haul to get home to like yeah so like pretty cool little story there and then didn't want to give up kept the trip going yeah and then um i also did an interview with uh ferdinand Dahl for about um the jib league oh, which i'm really stoked about because yeah jib league just like kind of just came out last winter. That was their first season doing it, and it was like super big and stoked to get some insight from one of the masterminds of it, and gives us a little in, insight on how they started it, and then yeah, into going into next year, what they're gonna change up and different That's stops. Awesome. Yeah, because they're coming to the U.S. Yeah, they're doing a U.S. stop, which is really cool, and then yeah, so I'm really excited about doing that. That was my first time ever like writing an interview, so I was pretty <laughs> nice. crazy, but I was stoked, dude, and then. Yeah, Taylor sent me a bunch of photos from her trip in Japan. Oh, wow. Which some unreal photos. And then, yeah, just a handful of people just sent me some stuff that I'm using. So, big shout out to everyone who's trusting me and letting me use the photos. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it's going to go, but we'll see. You know, we're, we're, we're trying. Because what, you had a taste of making a magazine before with or something similar with goose right with human air yeah my bu good buddy christian or goose we like a couple years ago mate came up with the idea of like doing like a photo book with a dvd combo just trying to push like a physical thing that you can hold on to get away from this full like digital realm we live in you know so that was like our goal with that and it was sick like ever we got like a ton of good feedback with human air yeah the project was called human air and yeah, everyone was really hyped on it. We sold 150 copies and yeah, super awesome. stoked. So yeah, that kind of like doing doing that book with Goose, cause that was more of like a photo book and doing that with Goose and then kind of like led me to be like, okay, well like making a magazine would be really sick. And I think a lot of people would be stoked on it. Cause I've definitely seen like a flux of people like yeah it seems like most of the magazines now are just like run with like people paying money to be in them or just like not the same yeah, stories just, like, blown and, out with ads and yeah, like yeah I don't want that I want there to be something that like people are actually stoked to read and like don't have to like skip through half of it you know kind of thing yeah like, it's all just like really good content at least that's the vision for it nice yeah so. It'll probably be, it'll be coming out hopefully if everything goes right by the end of this month, so probably right around uh, Thanksgiving I'll be dropping it. Dang, nice. Uh huh. Dang, I definitely want to snag a copy or two. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hopefully, yeah, people snag them. Yeah, working on building a website for it and stuff too. So it's exciting. It's been fun. Nice. Well, everybody, look. Be on the lookout for the Owens Magazine dropping. Do you have any titles or names? Yeah, of the magazine? It's, kind of, it's called a uh, Browser Magazine. Oh, sick! Yeah, I remember you mentioning this. Yeah, now. Browser Mag. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. So yeah, issue one coming Thanksgiving. Sick. Let's get into a little bit more this season because I know you already went on a pretty big trip. We talked about that a little bit. Yeah, New Zealand. That was crazy. And then there's some other things coming up. 
I don't know how much you want to discuss. We can always cut some stuff, but you can talk freely right now, and we'll we'll edit whatever. Yeah, definitely. Got big plans this winter. Going to be traveling a bunch again. Filming with Hunter and A-Hall. We're going to be doing a bunch of stuff. Don't really know exactly what we're going to film for. Can't, like, say, like, it's going to be Magma 4, but we're definitely making something. So that's really all I know about that. And then, yeah, also... Another gig I got, I'm really excited about, is um, working with uh, Level 1 this year. That's yeah, big, dude. That's guys, big. They're, um, they're trying to make another full-length video for Level 1, so that's super exciting. It's like a 25th anniversary for them, and they wanted to come back and do something special for that, and I was, yeah, honored enough to have them ask me to help with the all urban the, segment. All the years of work have finally paid off for Owen. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely feels like it, dude. It's crazy. It's like that that job for sure has been like a childhood dream of mine of just like growing up watching level one videos and like starting to get into filming. Like that was always like the dream to be like working for like a production company like that, especially level one. So the fact that it yeah, has come true, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Younger me would be freaking out for sure. And I am freaking out too still. It's so crazy. Yeah, super excited to go into it. <laughs> It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a wild winter. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. All the videos that you've worked that are most of the older ones, the really good ones, were all basically passion projects. Yes, like every now and then we get some budget or some money for it or like magma and stuff. You guys would have a little bit of a budget, but it's just like yeah. to do three magmas, Soul Star, Lucas Real Street, Magma started yeah as the, the Mill Bastards, Human Air, yeah. Freeloaders, Steam Boys, the Robbie Brown edits, Wendell's Camp Sessions, like all that has led up to this winter and <laughs> yeah. you getting in with level one, and it's now all big time stuff. It's it's amazing to see because it's crazy. We went from just freaking shooting stuff at Keystone on the weekends to full-length movies now yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's great it's cool too because like yeah you you've been around for pretty much my whole like beginning like from you watched me like start filming and then yeah now I get to this point which is crazy yeah just like one just looking looking up all the videos and just like just literally typing in Owen Dahlberg on Google and then looking at the honestly going to pictures and looking what pops up making videos for O3P, Deviation, Wendell's, yeah. being, helping with Strictly, making some stuff Faction, Gibberish, like, Dutor, Syndicate. Yeah. It's crazy that, like, some, like, because we always had a connection to a person and all that, it doesn't, didn't seem like this big brand or big company thing. And now, if you look back on all the videos you've made for everybody, yeah, it's pretty wild. I haven't really <laughs> thought about it like that. I don't mean to just but. hit you with all this. It's just in my head because I've always been either like talking to you or there for some of this stuff. I'm just like, dude, it's it's all just like it's all been passion projects, but it's all come together to make this yeah career of yours that's now level one filming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see where it goes. I don't know. I'm just like I don't know. It's like looking back on all that. It's it's cool because I'm just like always so stoked to be helping other people and like. Being able, I'm honored to be able to help with all those projects that you did list off, and yeah, with the strictly stuff, O3P, deviation, all of it, you know, it's been so fun, like just working with so many different people and stuff, and yeah. Well, it's just cool because you're yeah. literally 
down for any like I know we were already talking about how like you are glad that you didn't go to a cookie cutter film school and do yeah. all that like mm-hmm. you just throwing yourself out there just like yes I'll do this yes I'll pick up a shovel help build the spot then stand there for three hours freezing my ass <laughs> off hitting point and shoot making sure kids don't get hit by cars like you're always there to do above and beyond yeah I don't and know. it's paying I, off dude it's I love paying it. off I love it, man. I remember um, we made the I made this joke to you the other day over the phone. I was like, you need to get a long time coming tattooed on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hard first tattoo. <laughs> Go for the chest tat. I should. Nah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but oh, it's crazy. Definitely. But I don't know. It's not the like. It's it's cool that I've gotten to this point is yeah it's always been a dream of mine but really stoked to keep pushing it myself and see you know where I can take it and yeah grow this magazine hopefully and yeah keep working with other companies and yeah this ain't the this ain't the top yet you know kind of thing like no, you're, you're, super you're gonna keep going super stoked to yeah keep keep just grinding and helping as many people as I can and yeah just keep keep shooting I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm stoked to see where it goes this winter because I'll be around. Not in all the beautiful countries that you'll be going to, yeah. but we'll link up. No, we'll be we'll be shredding. Last thing, I wanted to. Ethan does some hot takes every now and then, and I know one of your biggest hot takes, vlog style. <laughs> <laughs> the vlogs. <laughs> Thoughts, yeah. opinions. I don't know, like. Yeah, I'm like, you know, the Magma videos, obviously the Magma Mondays were getting pretty vloggy with it this year. And I think it's a great way to um, intrigue like a different audience than just the core ski head who wants to see ski clips, you know, really brings in like the... For the kids. Yeah, just the kids or just like, I don't know, the the basic Joe Schmo who just doesn't really know much about skiing. That way it can really bring them into the sport and make them feel like they know more and like can actually follow like what we're doing so i think it's a good way to yeah like kind of broaden out your audience but i don't know it's also like a fine line of just like yeah like obviously doing i personally hate vlogs <laughs> like <laughs> you only have I, so much time so when you're working on big projects i just like the one thing about vlogs that i hate is it kind of like toys in with the the social media thing of like you're giving these people everything about your like every waking moment of your life and serving it to them on a platter kind of thing and it's like i love the internet because it's like a cool tool but i also want to keep my personal life and stuff like this is me personally talking like yeah. you know personally like i want to keep things not away out of the internet like i don't want everyone knowing everything about yeah. me you know with vlogs though it's like you have to give them everything so that's something i like personally don't enjoy much about it because it just makes you your life revolve around this digital realm and which when you i think film is, that much you have that much more to go through yeah and it's just a lot and i don't know more power to people who can do it you know because like yeah it's a great avenue and like can really bring a lot of people in and it's honestly nowadays like it's a great way to make money off of our sport like it's a lot where the money's at like companies want these type of vloggy videos because they do so well and get all these crazy views so it's a, it's a hard thing to balance for me personally but i like 
yeah, like Hunter and A-Hall, they're, they want to jump in more into the vlog side of things, and I don't necessarily, so that's like a tough battle I've been having with them, but I'm still going to help out, but yeah, I think they're going to take over doing their own videos a little more with that style, and I'll I'll dabble in and make, you know, the good park edits for them and stuff, but I don't know, vlogs just like, personally, I'm just not a fan of, dude, they're just tough. I just don't enjoy I know we've talked about this a few times, but yeah. I just... Sure, the people want to know how you feel about it. I mean, it's got to be a lot. No, it's cool, yeah. Yeah, no, but it's got to be a lot when you're doing that and trying to organize for big projects and yeah, like, no, all just, the time. It just takes a lot of time and focus to put in the vlogs where, yeah, you have to film every waking moment, it feels like, and have something to do and give the people everything. And it's just like, yeah, it turns into a lot where it's stressful, you know? It's very stressful. At least when we were doing the bi-weekly videos last year. It was getting a little stressful, but those weren't even that bad because we weren't even like doing, we were just doing like funny skits and sh bullshit like, shenanigans yeah. mixed in with like, you know, real stuff. I like those, but I feel like it was enough weight in between where like you guys could easily get some good content. It wasn't forced. And yeah, no, I think that, that, that was the perfect combo. Yeah. Like every two weeks, yeah, it gives us enough time to like come up with something and make sure we have some good content for the people but i don't know i just personally also like just making longer like i like putting effort into videos that i don't know are like more meaningful i guess because yeah the vlog videos like it's just also tying into like you know like how many times are you gonna re-watch a vlog video yeah. you know you Very watch true. it once and it's a good watch and you're hyped on it but then it's not like you ever really like go back and be like Oh, I'm gonna rewatch this days. I don't think I've ever gone back. And exactly. That. So like that whole thing of like, not the rewatchability of them, and like I really enjoy making like, I don't know. A, I I hope to make videos that will withstand time. You know, like hopefully down the road in 30 years, some kid is typing my name on Google, looking at my videos. You know, okay. that's that's my goal with filming at least. So I still go back every now and then and watch freeloader videos. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, videos. I just, that's what, that's like always been my goal with just like making videos. Like I always want to make a video I'm hyped on and have it be like a timeless as possible kind of thing because everything is so instant nowadays. It's crazy. Not wise words from Owen Dahlberg. <laughs> 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 any other hot takes while we're on this? Does any come to mind in the uh, ski world or film world? Or? Okay, well, no, a little simple hot take. Poles or no poles? Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. That's like a pretty <laughs> classic hot take. Because this year, I don't know if you heard, with the FIS, like FIS, oh, yes. they're making it regulation where you have to have poles. And like there's so a certain regulation dude, like, that people can get by where they can have they can do like four inch poles or like there's something yeah, there weird. Has, there, yeah, there's like a certain length for you, you have to have, but like so yeah, like guys <laughs> like Burke Rude, you know, are gonna okay. be sweating out there because I gotta wear poles now. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's your hot take. Poles or no poles? Yeah. I'm personally I don't know. I think no poles is sick. Like obviously like Phil and like Henrik and like it can make it look really good and it's cool because it can expand your skiing but with like different getting grabs better different grabs or you know safety slides like using your hands more hand plants and stuff hand plants yeah it's like but then i also always like me personally if i'm gonna go skiing i'm rocking poles yeah for sure i don't know i just enjoy i really like pole planting 
Not like four yeah. point threes, dude. I love, <laughs> I love it. So I don't know. Personally, me, I enjoy using polls, but like, I don't hate on people who don't use polls. Yeah. But like, I know it's funny to like see it in the comp scene though, and like, yeah, this whole thing happening this year, and like, I was in New Zealand recently. And they like that was kind of the topic that everyone was talking about. And Berg Rude was there, <laughs> and dude, he had these poles with these grips. So he had like it's like this crazy grip system where it's his hand is like locked into the pole, but then he can fully let go of it, and it like locked to his glove. Or yeah, it's like still like on his hand, but he can fully let go of it and not have. So then he can like grab easier, gotcha. but then still hold poles. And I'm like. Damn, that's kind of cheating. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if that's regulation, dude. Like, you know, but that does hey, be the aspect to the whole pulse thing is. Yeah, because you like you know you have you to gotta hold be good enough to them. be able to hold them and yeah. let go, take a grab. Yeah, exactly. But if you use these weird grips, I don't know. Maybe that is wild. Yeah, he's kind of finessing it, but I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I've always been. A kind of more of a pole guy. A little bit this spring, I did no poles. Yeah, you've been bouncing back and forth. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like it goes back and forth. If you do a little bit, like, month or two with poles, month or two without poles, it kind of, like, with poles keeps your hands down a little more, and then when you don't use poles in your head, you kind of got to use your brain to keep your hands down. But if you're just so used to poles, sometimes your hands will just do that naturally now. So I like to see people go back and forth more than just stick with one. Yeah, because it can like affect your style for yes, sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sure. And honestly, some people look better with poles than without. But like, the most wild thing ever, skiing powder with no poles. Yo, I can't get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> Who would always do that? Ahmed Dali might be one of my say, favorite skiers. I was going to say, Ahmed, I can't watch power clips. So G, ripping no poles, like such a boss. It's honestly so hard. Like, you, you, you instantly just go yeah, forward. Like, it's crazy. You like, want to like pull a plank and like have something to base your turn around. And like, if you're not, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> nah, dude, big shout out to Ahmed for doing that. But he looks G doing it, but yeah, it's just- Ahmed like, makes it look good <laughs> for sure. I think it's weird to do and watching like my friends that aren't really really good skiers I'm just like you're ridiculous for doing this. Yeah, I can't I can't do it Even just skiing down from illumination earlier this summer. Yeah, I had right. a, I hurt my thumb and I didn't have my poles Yeah, and yeah. I was just like Shit, this is dude. weird Lots going down Because you just go from the super icy to the super slushy as you keep going down in elevation right. And you just want to end up forward over the tips of your skis. I know it's crazy how much they help you like balance just like two little twigs in your hand. Yeah. Well, I used to think that with rails, like, I at least as a kid, for sure, I used poles because I was like yeah, going slow you. on the East Coast rail, trying yeah. to get a bunch of swaps in. You felt like you could just do it. Like it was just a mental block. Where if I didn't have my poles in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm probably not gonna get this trick. Right. But then if you just go into the rail and just clear your head, you're just like, oh, there's no difference. Yeah. There really is no difference. That's all just kind of mental. Uh, the poles are kind of useless sometimes, but they're sick. Well, awesome. Owen, thank you for joining me here in Salt Lake. We'll have to do one midwinter or something once you get have gone on some of these trips. Yeah, for sure, man. would always love to chat it up more. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Stoked to be a part of this. And 
get the words out to the people. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to know more of Owen's backstory, there's some older two planker podcasts. Go listen to those. Owen is a true G and legend in the sport of skiing, and everybody's going to be hyped for this magazine. Can't wait. Yeah, be on the lookout. <laughs> Peace out. Peace.